It is Monday the 2nd of September. I'm your host Ryan Kier, and this is the Quantium Cast. Diving straight into the headlines, we're going to have a look at our focus stocks for the day. We've got Motif Bio PLC, Horizonte Minerals, Avasora Resources, and Hurricane Energy PLC. Okay, so to begin with Motif Bio, this company has just released an RNS talking about an amended loan and security agreement. They've been able to extend their security agreement to the 1st of October 2019 instead of the 1st of September 2019, so that their payment in September will be interest only rather than the agreed capital alongside the interest, so just a total loan repayment. So I guess they'll be able to survive this month at least to advance. They've mentioned here their pipeline and uh, it's a pipeline expansion strategy to prepare for the upcoming meeting with the US Food and Drug Administration, otherwise known as the FDA. And in fact, Dr. Graham Lunsden, the chief executive officer of Motive Bio, had said, we are well prepared for the meeting with FDA, sorry, the FDA, on September the 19th, which is coming up in 17 days from now. And one should note that if there's any progress with this meeting that they are having with the FDA, then there is a lot of value for the shares because I can remember quite a while back, this was a binary play. If uh, there was a successful result, the shares could have gone from eight to many multiples above it, pence per share. At the moment, they're trading at 2.7 pence per share. In year lows, they're at something like 2.3 pence. And with year highs, they're all the way at 43.65 pence per share. Goodness me. I, I just wonder if there is any pump in the valuation up until then. Will this company likely raise funds? It's probably possible. I mean, I would suggest having a look at their cash balances first before making this assumption that I've made. But the fact that they've gone out of their way to extend their loan repayments means that they can't exactly pay them back. And they would rather use every bit of funds remaining for this FDA meeting that is coming up. I, I assume they're just going to get a couple of things done in preparation, but I don't think there's much that they can do because they've been now denied twice, which is quite worrying. Uh, but anyways, there is still a lot of upside if there is a situation where they manage to pull the cat out the bag and create a lot of shareholder value by just getting this FDA approval. Because with these situations, you can get funding from large super majors, get a joint venture or something, and they could give you some cash up front or whatever. But uh, at the moment, these guys are looking like Sarium, just dreaming, trying to get there, but it's not working out for them. <laughs> Moving on to the next company, Horizonte Minerals. This company has done quite well over the past few days. In fact, I believe it spiked at around seven pence per share, 
which was more than a hundred percent increase on the previous day's close. I can notice actually that uh, it spiked at seven pence right on open at 8 a.m. and fell back all the way to 4.8 pence, made lows at around 4.3 at 12 a.m. on Thursday the 29th of August and bounced back towards five pence uh, by the 30th of August. We can see that uh, they closed at 4.95, but actually they made lows on Friday at something like 4.08. So this has been a really volatile share to trade. But um, what is interesting is that despite a large amount of selling going on, aka profit taking in this situation, the shares have still managed to remain higher on a tighter time frame. If you're looking at uh, hourly candles, it looks relatively bullish, but uh, we're not going to include the chart pack for today. Um, I can see this RNS they've mentioned shows that one shareholder that uses a broker called Canaccord Genuity Group has reduced their shareholding and they sold their shares on the 29th of August, which was the day that this company released an RNS that sent its shares up almost 100% at one point in the day. They closed up about like 40-50% and they sold half a percent of their shareholding, which was 10%, or if we can give the exact figures, 10.0331%. And those that shareholding had reduced all the way to 9.5664% of the total voting rights attached to shares. So they sold basically half a percent of the company and it was into the rise, I assume. So this isn't really a bad sign. There is no institutional shareholder selling out. This just likely shows that a large major shareholder has just decided to sell a little bit or take some profits. A smart person when you make such a return. If you look at the yearly return, the 52 week lows on Horizonte Minerals stand at around 1.7 pence per share. 52 week highs were made. So it is just a simple disciplinary measure to cut a little bit of profits. And the fact that they didn't even sell any more than half a percent of their shareholding shows that they're likely still looking to be a long-term shareholder. But um, I mean, it seems like an individual investor too. They've shown they're in Blackpool, England, but they are using Canaccord Genuity Group registered in Vancouver, Canada. So before people get confused, this is a discretionary client, which means a client of Canaccord Genuity, not Canaccord Genuity selling out. I don't hold a position nor long or short on Horizonte, but one thing I've noticed a lot of the time is that people actually get confused with these TR1 holdings, RNSs, and they always assume that when it says an institution's name, the institution is actually selling out. We could go back to Rose Petroleum. I could give a brief mention here. Rose Petroleum had uh, 
HSBC giving a holdings RNS. But HSBC weren't buying or selling. It was just a client who HSBC were reporting on behalf of. So the shares went up to something like two and a half pence. And I think they went back down. I could probably have a double check now. Yeah, in fact, they went back down to 1.5 pence, which was uh, just a short spike. They didn't really last more than a couple of days because people realize this. So don't get caught on the hype, but also don't overestimate an issue. Don't try and think that, uh, oh, it looks like a major shareholder is selling out, so we should make panic. <laughs> because in reality, nothing is going on. It's just a simple bit of profit taking, which could be taken as a bad sign. But I mean, it's only half a percent and it is a small cap. They've got a decent sized market cap, but I mean, it's nothing serious. 71 million pounds. If someone sells half a percent of that, what are we talking? 350,000 pounds? Yeah. I mean, they already own something like 7 million pounds of that. There's nothing serious, in my opinion, at least. Moving on to Avasoro Resources. This company has been a headache for many individuals. In fact, I believe their shares had crashed all the way back from a couple hundred pence per share to something like 20 at one point. I remember looking at the spread of the shares and realizing it was something like 20 pence per share to sell and 30 pence per share to buy. A very scary spread to say the least. In fact, I can double check the shares had over the past year made a 52 week high at 200 pence per share on the 4th of September 2018. And they had been in a downtrend all the way to the point where they crashed from 93 odd pence per share to that level I mentioned around 20 pence per share lows bounced up to 88.5 down to 58 in August and up to 88.5 on the current day and what is interesting is that there have already been rumors of a takeover and what we can confirm here is that AJL a substantial shareholder in the company has actually made an announcement to make a takeover bid of Avasoro's existing share capital, at least what remains to them. I believe they uh, are looking to take over the shares at a price of one pound per share. So for any investors who hold shares in Avasoro, that is about 10% of a premium odd on top of what you already can get for your shares on the market. There's a relatively short time frame ahead with regards to a completion date. They mentioned that they would hope that the takeover bid can be completed by the 1st of January, 2020. But here's what worries me a little bit. Usually you have takeover offers where there are contingencies or whatever, um, in a sense that uh, the company will make a deposit, not a contingency on the bad side. Um, but the problem actually with this company at the moment is that I can take an extract from the RNS and say, notwithstanding the above, it is important to note that although AJL has announced its intention to launch a binding takeover bid, it is under no 
formal legal obligation to do so, meaning that they could pull out. The only problem is they're already a major shareholder. So if they pull out, they effectively crash the shares and probably lose quite a lot. The market cap at around one pound per share would be something like 80, 85 million pounds. I believe the market cap's around 72 mil right now at a mid of 88 spot five. But we'll just have to see how things go. We hope the best for shareholders because we know it has been a really difficult time. Um, the company has also mentioned that Avasoro has a new working capital facility. So they're trying to survive a little bit longer. Something like uh, $42 million is the balance of working capital loans that they already have to pay provided by AJL, which doesn't look that great. And they've got up to $5 million with uh, AGL again, Avasoro Jersey Limited. So it's probably like a parent company or something like that, because we're talking Avasoro Resources Inc. And this company who is looking to actually take over these guys, I, I believe it's a holdings portfolio company on behalf of a wealthy businessman to assist with satisfying the company's near-term cash flow needs. And finally, we have an operational update from Hurricane Energy PLC. I need to point out the fact that the company has a market cap of 870 million pounds for an oiler producing something like 14,400 barrels of oil per day. This is quite ugly. Uh, it is an extreme valuation in my opinion. Yes, they do have very decent reserves and they have sold something like 1.2 million barrels of crude to date. So there haven't been any problems on the front of production. We've mentioned companies like Enquist, Premier, who have had production around 40 to 80,000 barrels of oil per day. And I believe Enquist is probably worth 400 odd million. Premier is worth about 630 million. And Premier's got 80, almost 80, I think. They've got an average of about 75. I, I don't want to be biased. I do hold shares in those guys right now. But I'm trying to just use a basic measure of production to try and show the difference whether this is actually valuable to investors or not. Is it undervalued? Is it overvalued? I would say it's towards the overvalued front. They mentioned that they are maintaining their production guidance. This is Hurricane Energy uh, for the second half of 2019 at the aggregate level, which they have mentioned will be approximately 11,000 barrels of oil per day based off uh, their expected system availabilities. What uh, does worry me a little bit is that this share has also been quite volatile. Whilst a lot of shares in the sector have been suffering, these shares have been doing quite all right. Looking at the past yearly performance for a company like Enquist, which would be viewed as a peer to this company, they are down 50%. In fact, from the beginning of the year, the 3rd of September 2018, if we're talking 52 weeks back from now, to the last price measure on the 30th of August, they went from 36 spot 88 to 18 spot 44. If we look at Hurricane Energy though, they're down about 18% since the beginning of September, as we've just mentioned. They were trading at around 53 spot 95, and now they're trading at 43 spot 
0.72. So they're not up in that period, but if you look at a couple of peers, they haven't been doing as badly, especially when the entire sector ETFs have been sold off with regards to oil. So we can look at SPDR, which is the US Oil Explorers Exchange Traded Fund, and that shows quite a bearish side to oilers, despite oil prices being at a decent level of around $60 per barrel, when most oilers at the moment have break-evens of anywhere from $40 to around $50, with Tullow having quite a low break-even because they're operating in Africa and many parts that have low break-evens, in fact. But uh, Premier having a break-even of around 45 Enquist being around 48. These guys are doing all right in this current macro atmosphere. And I assume that there's been a lot of risk priced in in general. But with regards to Hurricane, it seems that uh, investors are quite bulled up at the moment. I mean, it's not extremely overvalued. But if we're talking 11,000 barrels of oil per day, I, I don't know their exact um, break even. But the company will be trading at a high earnings multiple. I wouldn't be surprised if their P after everything, when they come to make a profit, that is, will be around 10, which is just above industry standard at the moment. Usually, you could probably find some with earnings multiples of like three to five. We could mention, as I said, Enquist, Cairn, Premier, Tullow, and we could add a couple of wild cards, Gulf Keystone Petroleum, and Janelle. If we look at the entire basket of stocks that I've mentioned, Janelle and Gulf Keystone Petroleum are actually starting to become overvalued relative to their peers, but actually they're fairly valued by historical standards, if not still discounted. But if I can look at Hurricane Energy, I would say that they are quite fairly valued already. The fact that they were 60 pence back in May and they've dropped 28 pence since doesn't show that uh, investors have been that bullish there. I, I'm not really familiar with what they've been doing. I mean, yes, when they got first oil, there was a lot of bullishness about the company, but uh, the fact that they are trading at 870 million pounds of a market capitalization, I, I don't understand what the future value is aside from the current assets. I mean, feel free to correct me on Twitter, message me or message Quantium Cast, and we'll look into this further. But uh, at the moment, it does look quite overvalued. And we're not really looking at the shares of Hurricane at the moment. We don't hold a position, nor long or short, and in fact, don't intend on doing so, so that we can provide the most balanced and unbiased view possible for our listeners at the Quantium Cast. Anyways, I've been your host, Ryan Kia. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Quantium Cast. I believe it's episode 22, and we are looking forward to releasing new content in the future. There's a lot in the pipeline, and we'd like to give a shout out to our over 100 active listeners on the podcast and users on the site. We really appreciate and value all of you and love to discuss all things finance 
whether it means by dropping us an email, feel free, hitting me up on Twitter, it doesn't matter, feel free to have a discussion. We love it. But anyways, I've been your host, Ryan Kier. Until next time.